Welcome to Leadership Development News, Profiles and Practices of Top Performers. Leaders are the heartbeat of any organization. Let Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler share with you the pathway to becoming a top leader in your organization. Now, here are your hosts, Dr. Greenberg and Dr. Nadler. Welcome to Leadership Development News, Profiles and Practices of Top Performers. I'm Dr. Relly Nadler, and if you've been with us for our 14 years, you know my esteemed co-host, Dr. Kathy Greenberg, is here. And, you know, between Kathy and I, we have helped thousands of leaders and executives to perform in the top 10%. And these days, we're really focusing on what are some of the things that leaders can do more of, anything that they need to do less of, so not only you as a leader can move into the top 10%, but what can you do with the people um, that you support, that you develop? And we always have great folks that we want to bring in. And today we have Leslie M., who has a book that we will uh, talk about, which will be, you know, helpful for you around some tips. And Swagger is the book, Unleash Everything You Are and Become Everything You Want. So we're going to dig into that a little bit more with Leslie M. And let me say a word about Kathy. You know, Kathy uh, has been doing this with me for 14 years. She's a radio and media personality. She's a thought leader in positive psychology, emotional intelligence, executive coaching. She's an author of nine books. She has a free iPhone app called Your Happiness Now. And our more recent book, Kathy and I uh, have together, uh, Emotional Brilliance, Living a Stressless and Fearless Life. Kathy, welcome. Thank you, Relly. I am very energized this morning because I just got off the phone with our executivewomen.com event. Uh, uh-huh. As you know, that has been something in the making with our colleague, uh, Zaina Goshub, who you have had a wonderful business relationship with around your physician burnout program. So... I'm all jazzed up here because we've been up since 6.30 a.m. this morning with women from around the world and focused in the Middle East, and it is just empower women today, and I know we're going to have a great conversation with Leslie, and I'm just psyched about the whole day. So before we jump into all the goodness, I just want to make sure that everybody who's listening knows that you're the only man that's been with me for 14 years straight. <laughs> that's, a, that's a record. I love saying that. <laughs> and I say that with so much love because, you know, girlfriend here has had a lot of, you know, I didn't say a lot of men, but a lot of temporary men. I mean, I'm glad I'm in a long-term relationship now, and I thank Julie, your wife, for putting up with me for 14 years. Oh, that's good. I tell you, you know, it's, it's amazing that we're still together. Um, you know, you've authored seven books of your own, um, including our new book, uh, Emotional Brains, Living a Stressless, Fearless Life. And for those of you who want to get more goodness, please go to www.emotionalbrilliance.com. You can use the old one as well, www.eblifebook.com backslash free trial. You are going to find so much goodness there, and you have really to thank for a lot of that. Uh, you know, when we talk about emotional intelligence, um, 
positive psychology. It's from so many good things that Relly and I have contributed to the world. And Relly's got his wonderful iApp called Leadership Keys. There's videos there. You can find both of these apps in the App Store. You know, Relly is beyond a thought leader. Um, he's an amazing master executive coach. You know, he is a uh, he's a certified. Um, I guess in the highest level of ICF, master certified coach. He's a psychologist. He contributes to psychology today. He's a corporate trainer and leadership development guru for so many. And I just get a kick out of being with you every Monday and listening to the power of the great stories and the great thought leaders um, that, that come to the show. So let's, you know, get into the meat of the goodness here. I'm going to follow your lead, Brelly. All right. Well, good. So we're going to we, – thank you so much for that, Kathy. And uh, I'm going to say a few words about uh, Leslie, then we're going to bring her on. So Leslie uh, M., people uh, have said incredible things about her. And in, in a little bit of her write-up, why are some people magnetic, confident, comfortable in their skin, and change uh, in charge of their destinies. What's the secret? What she said is swagger. So we're going to get her to uh, talk a little bit more about the book Swagger. It's part guidebook, part manifesto. She says a little sweary and completely inspiring. And so one of the things we'll ask her about is, uh, is a myth. Fake it till you make it shows how you can record over negative mental tapes and challenge the, the preconceptions of what you should and shouldn't do. So she's a former TV host, an advertising creative director, turned into a training guru. Uh, She spent decades traveling the globe with her award-winning company, Combustion. And she's worked with executives and teams from Google, Disney, PepsiCo, and more. So we're really uh, interested in bringing her on. And Leslie, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm in a very esteemed company. I'm going to have to, you know, up my game for this one big time. (laughs) Well, it's so funny, Leslie, when I came across your book and, you know, your story and and everything you had to offer, I I said to Relly, I said, we've got to have her on the show. I need to know more about this swagger because it is something that we all need. And I, I know most people, when they hear the word swagger, they associate it with something that isn't necessarily what I think you're going to talk about today. So give us some history um, of your background and some of the key people who've influenced you. Well, my background is kind of long and twisty. It's been a, it's been a long and winding road. I started off my career as a singer back in the day, and I won't, I won't say what day because that'll, that'll date me immediately, and I, you know, I, I think I'm going to hold off on that. But as I was a singer who eventually moved into the film industry and then into the TV industry. And again, you know, all of these things were kind of by accident because I'm someone who likes to step into opportunities if I see them in front of me. And uh, I, I then moved on to the advertising business and I ended up being an advertising creative director and working in the corporate world because, you know, at the, at the top level in the biggest agencies in the world, believe me, this is also a corporate environment. Although people think it's so cool, it really is its own version of corporate. And what what I, what I became aware of was that my people were suffering. I was supposed to be at the top of the game and there to be the kind of leader who could help my people improve and to 
you know, unleash their best potential and to be happy and, and you know, have well-being at work. And I, I found I couldn't do that from the inside, and it really bothered me. So I came home one day, and I said to my husband, you know what? I'm going to quit my job and start a training company. And he said, say what? Say what? Because you hate training. I said, right? Who better to start a training company than someone who hates training? Because if I can make training experiences for people like me who have zero attention span and, you know, not very much patience, I might be onto something. And I just really wanted to help people to be better the very next day. So that's what I did. I launched the training company and I learned so much from the experience. I mean, I learned about how people operate, what, what do they need, how do I structure learning, what resonates, what doesn't. And I built this company that, you know, 13 years later was, you know, it's, it's a little global entity that trains some of the best organizations in the world. And, and I think the key to being able to do that was that if we're, you were asking about my background, I was really raised to believe that I could do anything, that any opportunity was available to me if I chose to step into it. My mother used to say all the time, why not you? Whenever we expressed desire to, to do something cool or we would be envious of someone who had the best job, someone who was on TV or on the radio or doing something epic, she would say, well, why, why can't you do that? What's stopping you? Why not you? And we really, my, both my sister and I were raised to believe that anything was possible, including launching a training company and have it, you know, have it go global. That's a, what a great story. I love, I love that. Why not you? You know, anything that you can say in, in less than five words, that's powerful, and those are, those are one. I'm going to pass that on, so why not you? Um, as Kathy was saying, we all kind of know the word swagger. We have our own definitions for it. You know, um, I kind of see somebody uh, confidently walking and, and um, you know, that they own the situation, but I could be way off, too. We all have our own... Um, definition. So when you talk about swagger, what does it mean to you and, and how did you decide on, on that, you know, moving forward as a brand for you? I, okay, so my definition of swagger is not that traditional kind of show-offy, peacocky, in-your-face, arrogant, strutting kind of swagger because I, I don't think that's so sexy. People don't respond to that because I think there is this degree of arrogance to it. So what I've, what I've done is redefine the word. And my definition of swagger is the ability to manifest who you really are and hold on to it in the face of all of that psychological crap that's going to come for it, regardless of your situation or environment. So it's the ability to know who you really are and to be true to that despite the challenges that you're going to face. That you, you know, you are the same person no matter where you are or what you're doing. And people know exactly what they get because yeah. you know exactly who you are. And, and the reason that I came to this was, excuse me, in those years of training, regardless of the subject matter, creativity, leadership, presentation skills, communication, my, my company does all of that. What I discovered was that there was a there was a basic fundamental truth that ran through everybody. And it didn't matter the company or the culture, the country, or the level that people had, the status within the company or the years of experience. It it, it seemed to me that at the end of the day, people did not believe that they could reveal who they really were 
and be taken seriously enough and have the credibility enough to achieve the kind of success. They didn't believe that who they were was enough to, to allow them to achieve their goals. And it broke my heart. And when, when I realized that, it took, you know, a few years into the training experience, I started to really layer that aspect onto everything that I was doing and look for ways that I could sort of coax people out of their, out of their cells and have people reveal themselves in, in safe ways, have them hold themselves up in front of the room and see the kind of feedback that they got when they revealed themselves. The results were so incredible and so moving and so profound that I started to call it swagger. Was, you know, somebody would sew something in the room that you could see was their true self kind of peeking through, and I would go, yes, yes. Swagger, that's what I'm talking about. That's the powerful stuff. And it really began to resonate with everyone. And people started to own that idea. And I focused on that for years. And it led to all of the amazing stories and I got the amazing, you know, people who, who were willing to share their experiences from all of those years. And um, I I just believe so, so profoundly in the power that comes revealing yourself to the world and knowing that who you are is good enough. There is nothing more powerful than that for me. <laughs> Leslie, give us um, could you give everybody your website and then just talk a little bit about what are some of the drivers for Swagger? So you can find me at lesliem.com and that's my M is not the letter M, it's spelled E-H-M so people can find me there or my training company is Combustion and that's combustionco.com so you can learn everything you want about, uh, about all the stuff that I do there including stuff about, about the book. Um, so, so you asked what, what gets in the way of our swagger being unleashed. Well, there's a whole bunch, unfortunately, there's a whole bunch Enough to write a book about. So that's the good news for me. Um, I think that we are all really conditioned by the experiences we've had over our lives. And, you know, I always say, listen, all of us comes into the world, the badass, you know, swagger-filled person that we dream of being. We're, you know, you look at little kids and they love themselves and they believe in themselves and they're willing to speak their truth and they feel their bad selves. It's a beautiful thing. But then life comes along, and these tapes get recorded in our brains. The, the little criticisms, the, the things that our parents say to us, even if they're trying to help and support us, inadvertently, their, their words will stick in our brains. It's our peers, our colleagues, our boyfriends, our girlfriends, our teachers, our first bosses, and so on and so on. And we start to feel that we need to hide who we are, so we can protect ourselves. Because if, if we're not really revealing the, the true us, then we can't really be hurt. But what comes along with that is that a huge percentage of who we really are and the power that that manifests get, also gets hidden away. And so while we might be safer in the world or we might feel like we're better assimilated so we have more chance of being taken seriously by the world, we really aren't using everything that we have to achieve those goals. So it's, it, in some ways it becomes sort of this, this um, counterintuitive and yet self-fulfilling prophecy that I can't reveal everything I am because people won't accept me, but people don't accept me because I'm not really revealing everything that, that I am. So, you know, exactly. I, I have identified five blockers to that, and we'll, you know, yes, we can I'm talk about say. that a little bit, but that's fundamentally what, what I think holds us back. 
No, that's uh, that's perfect. And, you know, it's funny. I just said I just got off this big conference, and these women, wonderful women from around the world, I mean, great leaders, state, uh, world, national leaders, um, and everybody was very, very staid. You know what I mean? Like, everybody was very buttoned mm-hmm. up. There was very little smiling. And it's not a criticism, but I decided that I was going to break it up, and I opened up wearing a signature purple wig because the colors for the concerts were purple. And I had this crazy multicolor hat on and a denim jacket. And, you know, they were talking about being activists, you know. And, of course, this is a serious subject. But I got on and I said, hey, you know, what does an activist look like, right? In today's world, uh, when we talk about emotional brilliance and emotional intelligence, emotional intelligence to the point you're making about the drivers for swagger are the same types of drivers that will get you to emotional brilliance. So it's, you know, it's exciting to me to hear you speak and to engage that part of ourselves that we're not always comfortable engaging. And the funny part was here, all these world leaders are pinging me saying, Foxy, that was so smart. You know, it, it gets, it breaks people's attention and it gets them into a different state. So we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, I want you to talk about some of these drivers for this magical word, swagger. Don't go away. We'll be right back. You're listening to Leadership Development News. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. Today, expertise equals credibility. When you know what to do and how to do it, people follow because they acknowledge that you know more. However, stepping up in your career eventually pushes you out of your comfort zone of expertise. How you lead at those moments requires new skills. We're here to show you how to survive and thrive. Join me, Wanda Wallace, on Out of the Comfort Zone at Voice America Business Channel. You can find more information at Leadership Forum INC. Say It Skillfully is my new radio show about being who you really are and saying what you think needs to be said. This is your host, Molly Chang. Call in and I'll help you find the right words to tackle any difficult conversation or ticklish situation you've been avoiding. Whether you're part of a small project team or leading a giant company, the more you accept that you're part of the problem, the faster you can be part of the solution. Learn how to be happier, healthier, and more productive at work and in life. Join me live every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. listening to Leadership Development News, Profiles and Practices of Top Performers with your hosts, Dr. Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler. 
We know you have leadership questions for these noted experts, so call us toll-free at 1-866-472-5790. That number again is 1-866-472-5790. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back to Leadership Development News. We're talking with Leslie M., and that's E-H-M, her website, www.lesliehm.com. She's uh, written a book on swagger, how to unleash everything you are and become everything you want. And so um, I want to make a couple comments because I'm dealing with two high-powered women, so I have to kind of get my words in (laughs) while I can, that (laughs) just what you've been talking about, Leslie, this idea of how we treat ourselves. Often Kathy and I talk about are you on your case or are you on your side? Again, these five or six words that can be powerful. So um, talk a little bit about the drivers, and then we also want to hear kind of about the blockers. So, you know, what allows someone to be a swagger? Well, the way that we release our swagger into the world is through first our truth, If we can't speak our truth, then who we really are cannot be heard and understood and accepted by the world. It is is all we have in this life is to be able to express ourselves in ways that are authentic to us. But as we all know, you know, truth is kind of subjective, and it also can be very loaded. So I'm not suggesting that people run through the halls of their, you know, of their businesses or their virtual halls at at the moment with their hair on fire screaming, I must speak my truth and you must listen because that's just not going to fly. It's not going to happen. You have to think about your truth in terms of how can I make sure that my truth lands and how can I make sure that, that my truth is heard as being a benefit not just to me but to the collective and for the greater good. So you've got to be smart about how you communicate your truth. you got to think about when, where, to whom, all of those things. So truth isn't just about I'm going to be uncensored and unfiltered. That's not smart in this world. you gotta, you got to pick your moment, but you don't change your truth for anyone. The second driver is intention. That's the why. Why do I feel like I need to speak this? Why is it important that I share it with the world? Again, is it for the benefit of the collective or is it only for the benefit of me? And you can, you can benefit the collective and still benefit yourself. But if your intention in speaking your truth is to diminish someone else or to disrespect somebody else or to distract from somebody else or to hurt somebody else, um, then it's not going to go well for you. No matter, no matter you know, how well you, you position it, it's not going to go well. So you really need to know why is this important to speak in this world. And the last driver is self-belief. You have to really have that sense that you are entitled to speak this, that you deserve to speak this, and that the world deserves and needs to hear it. And nobody can mess with that. That's the term self-belief. So, Leslie, when you say fake it till you make it, um, you know, is the worst possible advice. Can you talk a little bit about why? Because... We were just talking in your drivers and your blockers about, you know, speaking your truth and being true to yourself, but yet sometimes there are times when we're just not there in the moment, which is something Relly and I talk a lot often. Um, uh, we talk about that in our book and we talk about that in our, in our programs, you know, your go-to. So how do you fake it till you make it so the go-to becomes real? 
Well, first, let me tell you why fake it till you make it is the worst possible advice. It really is. I wish we could just eradicate that. The, the thing about fake it till you make it is that when you're doing that, when you're in the act of faking it till you make it, what you're trying to fake is confidence. You're trying to fake knowing more than you do in that, in that moment. But when you start to fake the fact that you know more or you're more capable than you currently are, you kind of put yourself into a prison of your own making because now the very thing that you're seeking is going to be harder for you to get. Here's the thing about confidence. Confidence is not something that the pixies sprinkle upon you at birth. You know, who wants more confidence? Step forward, not so fast, really. You step back. It it doesn't work that way. And the thing, the only thing that can provide you with true confidence is competence. You have to have done something a bunch of times and proven to your resistant brain that you got this before you can experience true confidence. Whenever you're faking it, you're telling everybody that, you, that you've got it. This means that you cannot ask them for help. You can't sit at the people who are wiser and more experienced than you and say, hey, I still have stuff to learn. Can you help me learn this stuff? Or, or to, to say, this is where I am in my journey right now. This is where I'm supposed to be right now. But I am such a, in a place of, of service and I'm open and I want to be better and help me to be better. Because no one, if you, if you approach somebody who has more experience than you or more wisdom and you say, oh, great, wise speaker, or I wait, brilliant person, might you allow me to sit at your feet and <laughs> tap some of the brilliance that falls from your lips um, because I think you're amazing? 99% of people will say, sure thing, because you've just flattered them and acknowledged how amazing they are. And then the really, really smart people turn around and tell everybody how much this brilliant and amazing person helped and supported them and contributed to what they now have, which is better, better knowledge and better understanding. It, if you fake it till you make it, you set yourself up for the legit imposter syndrome, not the one we all fear despite having all of that expertise, but the legit one where you're saying, oh my gosh, how long is it going to take before people realize that I'm talking out my butt and I don't actually know everything that I need to know. We are so conditioned to believe that we have to be so perfect and so ahead of the game and so over, overly competent that it, it limits us as opposed to, you know, trusting that we all have stuff to learn, every single one of us. Now, add to that, the fake it to make thing, add to that, there's also all kinds of science that proves that this is a really bad idea. There's something known as the Dunning-Kruger effect, which I'm sure you guys have come across in your, in your years. And, and yep. Cornell did a study to determine what, what is it that happens to people when they, when they start to you know, believe their own hype too much without having the stuff to back it up. And the, the first thing that happens is they cease to, to be good decision makers. Because they're not, they, they don't want to or they don't feel the need to fully inform themselves. So they make decisions based on limited information. That's the first thing. So bad decisions. And the second thing is, is over time, they start to believe their own hype for real. And they stop wanting to be better. They stop wanting to develop and to grow and to evolve. And that, that creates a, a guaranteed recipe for both ignorance and arrogance which we all know is the worst thing that can ever happen to a leader. It's, it's a guaranteed disconnect for the people around them. 
And Leslie, I I believe what you're saying for the most part about the confidence piece is really important. I just would challenge the idea that in the science of happiness, when people say, look, sometimes you have to fake it till you make it, they're really referring to a prescription for happiness. So if you can just put a smile on and go at life with a bit of, um, I'll just say, personal satisfaction on the outside, it will eventually elevate your mood because people will smile back at you, thus elevating your consciousness about your mood. So, you know, I get what you're saying. I just want to make sure that we don't totally turn off the idea that there are certain things you can do to improve your overall happiness. Oh, I, and I, I, I wouldn't disagree with that in any way, shape, or form. I think that, that when it comes to... Um, to dealing with your emotional well-being, for sure, when it comes to your aspirations and your dreams, you know, I dream of being a successful entrepreneur. I'm not there yet, but I'm going to walk and talk like I am a successful entrepreneur until I can step into it. That's very different than trying to convince other people that you know more than you do because you're afraid of revealing where you are in your journey. I think those are two very, very different things. So I'm all for I'm all for walking your talk, you know, and feeling your bad self. I think that's a very, very different thing. Everybody yeah. deserves to be able to do that. And, Great. And Leslie, I think the, uh, what you're saying makes a lot of a, a lot of sense as you're kind of defining it. You know, and I think as as we're learners, trainers, coaches, you know, all all three of us, it's really the other side of fake it to you make it as you're defining it is the humility. And that we don't know everything, yeah. and vulnerability is a big buzzword, um, you know, these days in organizations. You know, nobody wants to be vulnerable, but we talk about these three learning statements. And if you're not saying these three as a leader, you're not learning or as your team. And so it's the opposite of fake it to you make it is you mentioned one of them, I need help. The second one is I made a mistake. And the third one is I don't know. If you're not saying those, then you're, you know, you're trying to fake it to your make it, but no one else is learning and you're not setting the, the ground for folks to, to really learn. So we certainly kind of agree with, with all that. Oh, Let's yeah. say... No, and also your, what you're modeling for your people, what the, the expectations that you're modeling for your people are also detrimental because you're, what you're saying is that, you know, as a leader, you have to, you have to pretend or you have to come across as or be perfect. You have to be, yeah. you know, not, you know, inhuman because there's no, there's no such thing as perfection. There's no, no such thing as right. perfect. We want to be perfectly imperfect and be okay with that. So that we can so ask what would you tell for help and that we can apologize. What would you tell somebody, you know, because I think we're talking about the confidence word. So what could they do to kind of be more confident, present themselves more confident, um, you know, when they're not feeling that way? Well, I think, I think one of the keys, is we, if we go back to the, the drivers, I think, first of all, to understand what you're there to, to accomplish in that moment. What is it you're trying to really accomplish? And um, I don't think 
most people would say, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to accomplish fooling people into believing something, or I'm not, I'm trying to, you know, my attention here is to distract people from all the things that I don't know, and so on and so forth. If you are, if you really understand what your attention is here, like, let's take a classic situation, like standing up in front of a, a room with very senior people to try and, you know, share something of value that, that you've been doing or that you need to showcase for the organization. And if you say my intention here is to showcase the good work that everyone's been doing or is to um, to help people, the people in the room, understand where things might not be going as expected, but I have some, some suggestions and some ideas for how to make it work better, then instead of being self-focused, be focused on what you're contributing to the collective. Because we all get a lot of power for that. If we feel like we're doing that good work, if we feel like we have a purpose in our contribution, it tends to, to G us up a little bit, you know, to give us a little bit of that, that, that strength and power that comes with doing our good work. So I think we need to, we need to worry less about how, how we are like the sole vehicle for, for everybody's scrutiny, but that our message is really important. And once we get into it, you'll hear everybody said, once I got going, once I started to get into it, I felt much more comfortable and much more confident. But, but before the event or before the experience, I was really nervous and I was, I was in a big place of self-doubt and so on and so forth. But when we're in the moments of our purpose or in the moments of our good intention, we tend to find that confidence because we know that we're doing something that's important. So I think worry less about this persona of perfection and focus more on what is it that I'm trying to contribute here. And if I'm messy, but it gets done, I'm good with that. Who cares? As long as I communicate what I want to communicate effectively. That's, that's what's really important here. Yeah, and you know, Leslie, as you're talking, I was just thinking about, you were talking about the Harvard study, uh, which I think was the one about, uh, from Laura, is it uh, Laura Hong? Um, and I think she was saying that we can't try to cater to what we think other people want because we actually have no idea how to do that or mm-hmm. exactly what they mm-hmm. want. And instead, right, we have to be opportunistic and savvy in seizing the opportunity to demonstrate who we really are, being unapologetic and confident, which is so compelling when you think about the idea that you're going you're gonna to have that moment and as Raleigh and I like to say, you're going to know when your go-to moment occurs and you got to seize the opportunity. That's the part that you have to really be unapologetic and confident about, not, not necessarily what you're going to deliver in that moment. Well, I also think that when, I mean, when you are with other humans and you are in a place of authenticity, and maybe there's a degree of vulnerability there. You're speaking your truth. You're showing people your passion. You're, you're, you're expressing your challenges. All of those things we know are the connective tissues between human beings. That is what allows us to connect with, with other people. When we are glossy and shiny, it's almost like we're, we're behind this plexiglass wall. People can see us, but nothing really gets out, and nothing really can get back in. And, and the very thing that we're so afraid of might happen, that, that who we really are might, might show through, is actually the thing that is going to get the impact that we're dreaming of. That's when people see us and recognize that this whole assimilation thing, I, where did that come from? You know, that is that, that, 
is I understand that that's tribal. We understand that that we don't want to be you know, we don't want to be the first one eaten in the you know if we if we're the weakest of the pack or we don't want to be thrown out of the pack. But we've evolved so much as human beings, and we got to question some of those old mindsets about assimilation being everything. But how do you get noticed? If you assimilate, and how do you know if people are really accepting you unless you show them who you are? And I'd rather know my stand. I'd rather be me and have people say, not for me. And I go, okay, i got to go find a new tribe. i got to go find my new people because this is not the place for me. Um, and, and otherwise, I'm wondering if who are they really, who are they really accepting? Who are they really appreciating? It's, 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 the, it's the avatar of me, but it's not the real me. And that stuff doesn't fill you up. So one of the things well, that, that's that I like mm-hmm. that I'm hearing here, you know, I'd rather be me because everybody else is already taken. So we're going to go yes, to our That's our quoted break. in my book. That's an Oscar Wilde quote. Absolutely. Oh, good, good. So, yeah, that's a good one. Um, so we're going to go to our next break, and we are talking about the book Swagger with Leslie M. Uh, dot com, E-H-M, and we'll be right back. Stay tuned. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Most leaders underestimate their influence and power over others and thus underperform. Dr. Relly Nadler and Leaders Playbook help leaders point the way by providing the strategic place to get to the top in a simple paint-by-the-numbers process. Seasoned and emerging leaders will have answers to these questions. What are the steps to move up and become a star in your organization? How do you develop your people to be the next level leaders in the organization? What are your triggers that are holding you back and how do you manage them? How do you maximize your power and and influence so you and your team perform better. What do you do to ensure your communication is received accurately? How do you delegate effectively? How do you develop strong relationships across the organization? Emotional intelligence training, coaching, books, and tools by Dr. Nadler are available at his website, www.truenorthleadership.com or 805-683-1066. Are you a fearless leader? Fearless leaders stop at nothing to win while engaging others through positive action. Fearless leaders operate with a strong sense of freedom. They embrace the courage to fail. They respond to challenges with resilience. They operate from a higher consciousness and they excel through a mindset for success to increase everyone's ROL or return on leadership. You can too. Let Dr. Kathy Greenberg and a rare team of special operations coaches help you realize your full potential at fearlessleadersgroup.com. The Fearless Leaders Group applies a powerful coach approach beyond tools and techniques by fundamentally transforming a leader's core abilities and approaches to any business in as little as 90 days. Act now and receive a free bonus. Go to fearlessleadersquiz.com. Take the free assessment and find out what you are truly capable of. Go to fearlessleadersquiz.com to find the fearless leader in you and discover how being fearless truly equals freedom. The business community's first choice in Internet talk radio. Voice America Business Network. Listening to Leadership Development News, Profiles and Practices of Top Performers with your hosts, Dr. Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler. 
We know you have leadership questions for these noted experts, so call us toll-free at 1-866-472-5790. That number again is 1-866-472-5790. Now, let's get back to the show. So welcome back to Leadership Development News. I was waiting for Kathy to jump in there, but... um, Leslie, let's follow up on some of the questions that we have. So, you know, in regards to the, the impact of uh, Swagger, what can you do in, in regards to the business culture? You know, so we talked about the individual, um, but for the culture, and, and how, do we, how are you able to kind of, you know, spread that? When you think about... Just, just think about the mass of this. If we say that in any organization, if, if people are not unleashing their swagger, if they're not stepping into all of their power and using it to contribute to the, the, the collective, then we're paying for that employee to be there, but we're really not getting all of them. There's a lot that they're holding back, that they're hiding, and that'll come in the form of their ideas, their contributions, their, their willingness to take risks, their willingness to go the extra mile for their colleagues, all of those things have to do with how we feel as human beings within our work culture. Are we experiencing psychological safety? Do we believe that we can show people that we're human, that we have emotion? We, we know that so many business cultures you know, have a big taboo around, around the ability to express emotions, but we also know that where there are human beings, there is going to be emotion. And we are not, we are, we are not machines who are able to neatly compartmentalize all of our stuff and say, I don't bring that, you know, to the table with me because it's part of me and it's an essential part of me. So when we create an environment in which people feel that who they really are can come out and play and they don't have to risk this feeling of, of that, that they may get a psychological beat down or that people may right. use it to against them, and so on and so forth, you're actually getting more productivity. People experience a greater sense of progress, which we know contributes to, to people's happiness and level of engagement at work. Plus, those organizations who can really support and promote swagger are going to have better access to each individual's creativity and, as a result, their ability to innovate. That's, we just need that for a fact. So, Leslie, um, talking. Yeah, sorry, Riley. Ahead, I had myself on mute, so I was talking. Oh, go but ahead. I wasn't man. going anywhere. <laughs> so, so yeah, I, I, I just would like you, if it's possible, Leslie, in some of the time that we have left, uh, to talk a little bit about um, what happens when somebody exhibits, you know, too much swagger in the workplace, and then, so what's the first step in teaching swagger so that you don't get that effect? Oh, okay. So there, there's, there's a, a lot for that. I mean, it is, swagger is a lifelong journey. It's not a switch that gets flipped. It's not a one-time thing. You're going to have to practice it. Do it in little steps. And you can't expect everybody to, to accept this, this tsunami of all of you in, in one step. So I think the key, first of all, is understanding where you're getting stuck in your swagger, and, and, you know, of course, in the book, I go into great detail um, about all of that, and to start speaking your truth. I think that's the first thing that you can do, to start speaking your truth. 
And when you're learning how to do this, the best thing that you can do is pair it with your intention and say it out loud. So I wanted to have a conversation with you. My intention here is to accomplish A, B, and C. Are you okay with that? Let the person say, yes, I am, and then proceed to speak your truth driven by that intention. You know, and then after the conversation, check in and see the person, how, how was that for you? You know, are you comfortable with that? Okay, good, because I want to be able to have conversations like this with you moving forward. So it's, you, you've got to kind of introduce people to your swagger because you're going you're gonna to come across swagger haters for sure. Um, not everybody, not everybody wants everybody to be, to be who they are and to be comfortable in their own skin because it holds a mirror up to them and shows and proves that they're less comfortable in their own skin. So there will be trials and tribulations along the way, but um, it is, is such a worthwhile journey and it, it, it will change how you feel about your own life and it'll change the impact that you have on other people as well. So not, not only will you feel so much better, but you will be seen and heard differently and you will start to experience a massive amount of self, again, self-validation, which is so important. So I think it's, you've got to take it step by step and you've got to test it and you've got to get feedback on how you're doing because the too much swagger thing is usually when you sort of go, I can't be held back anymore. And you go and you barf your truth all over people. And nobody wants to be barfed on. You know, it's a gross analogy, but that's kind of it. It's like, look, I, it's too much for me. Can we take it step by step? So that's what I encourage people to do is just take it step by step and ask for feedback. Because you don't want to go all in until you understand kind of what you're dealing with, until you learn, you find your find your swagger likes. Right. So, uh, Leslie, I love what what you're saying. You know, this, especially around kind of the who and where do you express it. You know, Kathy and I have a have an acronym that we use around emotions to name, notice, uh, and name it, accept it, manage it, and then the E is express it. So, very similar to what you're saying. Do you express it? Who do you express it? You want to make sure that it's, it's done well. One of the things when we're thinking about swagger, so let's say a leader wants to empower their people, what would be a few of the things, you know, not only for them to have the swagger, but they really want to hear from others. How would they, you know, what were some of the steps? How would they go about that? In my book, I have some amazing stories about, about leaders who took risks in showing their, their people who they really they really were. They, were. they were vulnerable, they expressed their emotion, they spoke their truth, they asked their people for help, things like that, which I think as soon as you do that, you become more human in the eyes of your people. And we know that, that in order to be a great leader, we need to have followers because our followers are going to lift us. You, know, you can't drag followers along, you can't force followers, they have to choose to follow you. And when they feel connected to you as a human being, they're more likely to follow you and support you and lift you and protect you even. So by showing them that this behavior, this ability to manifest who you really are and express it and to not be changed when situations are difficult or challenging is, is something that they can look to and say, well, if, if she's doing it or he's doing it or they're doing it, I, I feel like I'm safe doing it too. And then for leaders, you've got to be careful. You've got to treat your people 
as just as you want it to be treated today and to remember how you want it to be treated 5, 10, 15 years ago. Because we tend, that's the Dunning-Kruger effect in, uh, you know, in, in, in full flight, is that we forget what it was like back then when we were, when we were really, you know, in that fake it till you make it thing, when we were afraid that people wouldn't accept us, when we were afraid that we wouldn't, you know, get the, the credibility. So it's about speaking the words, speaking your truth to people, and letting them see that they are seen. We need to show our people that they are seen by us, and not just as employees, but as human beings. And if there, if there is one weird upside of, of this whole pandemic thing, I think that we have become more fully rounded, more complex, more perfectly imperfect, human, flawed people in the eyes of all of our colleagues. Because when your kids are running into the, into the room in the middle of the Zoom call, and like that, what's happening now, my dog is barking in the background, or when, you know, the, the, your whole tech setup fails and all of that stuff, it makes us more human. It makes us more the same. And that, that's the lesson that we have to keep remembering, is that, you know, as leaders, remember that you're just a human being, and that if you express your humanity to other people, they will trust you with their humanity. And that's everything. Powerful. Very powerful. So, Leslie, share a little bit of kind of where you're going now. Like, what's next steps for you? You can share a little bit about kind of other maybe resources that you have about your book and, you know, more about kind of more on Swagger. So, um, yeah, what... Give us some of that information as we move forward. Oh, I'm more than happy to. My book is uh, it's out officially on May 10th. It is now available for pre-order, and you can get it at all of the all of the good booksellers, Amazon.com, and Books a Million, Barnes and Noble, and so on and so forth. Um, you can you can reach out to me at lesliem.com. I offer Swagger coaching services, which is the most fun gig in the entire world, and obviously a whole range of training services through Combustion. Um, if you want to have a little bit of fun, if you go to, uh, Les, uh, I think it's lesliem.com backslash hashtag swagger test, you can download a little proof of swagger assessment. So you can find out where are you on your swagger journey and get a swagger score. So you'll, you can see what your baseline is, so that once you read the book, you'll see how your life changes. So that, that's a lot of fun. Obviously, you can find me on all across social media. I try and, and be a, a fun and inspiring source of, uh, of constant, you know, lift-me-ups and pick-me-ups. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at, at Leslie M. Speaks. Uh, I spend a lot of time on LinkedIn because those are my people. love my LinkedIn people. I'm at Leslie M. there. If you want to have fun, go and look for my, my uh, unboxing um, video, which... You know, authors are supposed to capture this moment of when your book first arrives and you hold it in your hand for the very first time. And I did that and cried my face off and just had such a moment of absolute, you know, just joy. And as a result, this video, I was 100% myself. I did not, I did not edit it. I, I just recorded it and put it out there. And as a result, it's had something, something crazy like 17 or 18,000 views so far. So if you want to, if you want to have a smile, um, you can, you can go and do that. I'm at Leslie M on Twitter and, um, and also on Clubhouse a lot these days. Clubhouse is a, is a really fun place for me. So I have a room called the Swagger Collective on Mondays at 4 EST. 
so you can find me there as well. Oh, Leslie, this has been so much fun, and I hope both Relly and I have improved our swagger during this program, because I feel a little bit more like I got some new swagger. How do you feel, Relly? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think... Uh... It's a it's a good word, and I think I think the idea from branding you kind of framed it so people won't get interested. But I think it kind of goes to a lot of the things we've been talking about. You know, in my uh, company is called True North Leadership, and that idea of True North really is about kind of your values and what you know that your truth, like you're saying. So I think Leslie, right. you got a good you got a good thing going here. Well, yep, thank, thank you, you so much. I really feel like I'm in my place of purpose. We can tell. It's in your voice. Well, thank you so much for, for sharing your audience with me, and I, and I hope I gave, I gave a little, little joke to swagger for the people um, because I just know how good it feels. You know, I, I live my life with swagger. It's worked out pretty well for me, and I know that, um, that it inspires people, and I've seen the impact that it has on their lives. You can read about it in the book. So I encourage everybody to, to pick it up and have a read because it will take you through the steps. Remember, I come from a training background, so this is not just a bunch of inspirational stories. Oh, heck no. This is really walking your, you know, holding your hand and walking you through how to unleash your swagger step by step in a really practical and pragmatic way because it's got to be, it's got to be lasting and it's got to feel right for each individual. And everybody's swagger is 100% unique to them. There's no one way to do it. And there is no one manifestation of swagger. It's you unleashing everything that you are to become everything you want. Well, Leslie, we really appreciate you sharing your magic with us today. And for those of you who want to add some emotional brilliance to your swagger, go to www.emotionalbrilliance.com. Get seven days of free emotional brilliance at emotionalbrilliance.com backslash free trial. Relly, you want to take us to a close? Yeah, well, thank you so much. I got a smile on my face, and uh, thank you, Leslie. And for our listeners, tune in again next week to tune up your performance. Thank you. You've been listening to Leadership Development News, profiles and practices of top performers with your hosts, Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler. We sincerely hope that you gained some great ideas and inspiration on how to elevate your leadership skills. Join us again next Monday at noon Eastern Time and 9 a.m. Pacific Time right here on the Voice America Business Channel.